which is really, as we always say, it's good to say it again, right? We begin life because life is, is today. Life is now. Life is not something uh, that we're waiting for, uh, but life is, is as we are here right now, especially when we're able to begin. Hashem gives the blessing of, of a new week, of a uh, new beginnings. The, the, the benefit of newness is the fact that you can change. Uh, one of the most uh, powerful things that a person has in his life, we spoke about it Friday night, that that's actually the language the Ramban says, uh, that that's what a nisayon is. A nisayon is that I can make a decision, I could choose, linasot. In Hebrew means I could try it. I could try it. I could try this way or I could try this way. Right? As long as a person is alive, he can make decisions. One of the hardest things that we go through in life is when we think that we can't change. When we think that I can't make a decision. When we think that I'm stuck. A person thinks that he's stuck. A person thinks that I can't make a difference. I can't um, change who I am. And like we say many times, you know, it's one of the big transitions of this age. When a person goes from childhood to adulthood, right? So that's where you get more power. When you're a child, when you're younger, you can't really change so much uh, because you have your parents, you have your uh, circumstance, you're a, you're a younger, you're, you're under the spell, so to speak, of somebody else. And then what happens is we get trained to just follow and trained to just copy and we get trained to fit in and our independence is what we lose. We lose our independence. We're dependent. And what happens is then you become independent, hopefully. Many people don't become independent. Many people uh, like to stay dependent. Right? And even when people get married, what happens is they depend on their spouse and their spouse depends on them. Right? As opposed to independence. Independence means or interdependence. Interdependence is you have two independent people who are building together. That's a true relationship. A true relationship is not that you're dependent on me and I'm dependent on you, of course. That happens in all relationships that there's dependency. But the, the, the level that a person wants to get to is where I am independent, which we'll talk about a little bit today. I'm independent, and, and the person who I'm with is also independent, and that's strength. That's strength. A lot of people look. That's why it's, nowadays it's very popular to be codependent. Codependency is a very, um, very popular um, uh, challenge that people have is that they're dependent on other people. Their whole image of who they are is dependent on their friends. It depend, depends on what other people think. Very, very dependent on how people feel about them. Um, boundary issues, right? We're not going to talk about it so much now. But uh, yes, Yaakov. How does someone um, go from being a, a child or a teenager or an adult and help the rest of That's the... Uh, Amazing, amazing question. Yaakov's asking the, the question. The question. How does a person become from a child to an adult? 
How do you become from immature to mature? How do you come from dysfunctional to functional? Right? How does a person transition? So first of all, let's, let's start in the negative. We'll start in the negative. First of all, that's one of the reasons why I love, uh, we'll, we'll learn some Hilchus Lashon Hara. First of all, assume that things are going against you. Most things are going against you, which means the flow of, of people and the flow of things is to keep you staying immature, to keep you staying as a child, to keep you staying someone who is, right? That's what the world around us sort of uh, does for us, keep you in a, in a, in a safe cocoon, right? Make sure you're comfortable. Everything has to be, you know, just right. Everything has to feel, right? That's why, you know, why? Dead fish go with the flow. Dead fish go with the flow, correct. Dead fish go with the flow. People uh, are, are afraid to, to face their immaturity. People are afraid to face their childhood. People are afraid to face the truth. They want to just stay comfortable. They want to stay comfortable and assume, and just assume, and Yaakov will get to more specifics, but assume that most people, assume that most people will stay, right? You ever, let me ask you guys a question. You ever see two adults fight like a bunch of babies? Yes, I think we all have. Have you ever seen even older people fight and yell or do stupid things like, right, babies? Yes. What do you mean? But they're 40 years old. What do you mean? But they're 50 years old. What they're saying, I'll, I'll tell the story. There's a story that happened to me many, many years ago. I'm not sure if, right, Kivi probably could be, he's heard it. Could be Moshe, you've heard it. I'm trying to think of some of the chevra who's been here. Could be Yehuda, you've also heard it, right? Uh, Yitzi, you probably for sure heard it. It's one of my favorite stories that um, Gabi, you as well. When I was flying for the first time, when I flew, um, I had a student, this was when I was living in America, and he flew me to the wedding, and he flew me um, first class. I got a first class ticket on Delta, and I walked upstairs. It was like not just first class or whatever it was, like I was walking upstairs. You know, it was like, wow, I'm walking upstairs, right? So, I, so I'm upstairs. Uh, flying to Israel. I didn't, it was the first time where I didn't want to get off the plane. You know, usually you want to get off the plane. I'm here. I'm like, I could stay on the plane, you know, but whatever. Anyway, listen to this story. Amazing story. I'm sitting next to, I'm sitting next to this man, right, who, uh, who was in his, must have been in his 70s. I'll never forget this, and I'm so thankful that this happened to me. And I'm sitting there. I'm the happiest guy in the world. I got all the space, and you sit next to this thing. You're like on this big thing there and they come over to you because they think I'm this you know big wealthy guy who's flying first class so they right away they come over you know they're like whining and dying what can we get you what can we blah, blah, blah. and then my guy next to me right I, and I, I love the story and I I'll probably never ever see him again but I have to thank him so much right he had trouble with his screen and the the movie thing and all that and the guy for the first hour of the plane was a a wreck. He was yelling and he's like screaming at them. And I'm sitting there and here I'm like, I'm like, you could do me no wrong. I'm sitting here, you know, flying, you know, like a king. 
And this guy next to me is acting literally like a two-year-old. You can fix my thing, and blah, blah, blah. And then they come over, they give him like, you know, you can only imagine. This guy's in first class, they got to make sure to take care of him. And this guy was talking about a grumpy old man. And I'm like, I'm like, wow, what a great lesson in life. You could be 70 years old, flying first class, going to Israel. Thank you so much. You could be flying. And I'm like, I never, ever, ever, ever want to be that guy. I never, ever, ever want to be that guy. And how, and as Yaakov's asking, the million-dollar question, how do you make sure you're not that guy? And we could, go, you, we could talk about it all day. You could talk about driving, right? We just had it. I was driving with Kiwi last night. We were just driving, and I got so triggered. I got, and I get, get triggered when people, Bli'ayin Hara, I've gone, it must be now, I'm trying, I don't even know how many years, 15 years at least, where I have not used my horn on my car. I will not beep anybody with that. Now, if it's something dangerous, yeah, I'll take it. Thank you. Thank you, Slain. No, it is. Now, now, if somebody, if somebody is going to, if something's dangerous and a car is going to hit me, then I'll beep them just to be aware. But to beep somebody, right, to, to, right, that's another example. There are so many examples where you see adults who act, right? A child jumping around acting like a baby is appropriate. You're supposed to be a baby. You're supposed to jump around. You're supposed to have energy. When you have a, a, an adult who's throwing a tantrum and you have an adult who's acting a certain way, that's very, very scary. Very, very scary. Very, very scary. So I know we didn't answer the question yet, Yaakov, but, but, but we will. The f first, we have to know our enemy. Yes, Shleim. Yes. To throw a tantrum? Is it appropriate to let out emotion and cry? It's not appropriate to... What is the right Okay, great question. So this is great. Ready? There's nothing wrong with crying, and there's nothing wrong with being angry. There's a real, real men cry, correct. There's nothing wrong with... Be, yeah, yeah, go ahead, Shlaim. Yeah, when you have a little kid and he doesn't right. know what he wants, right. 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 he cries and then she feels better and forgets about the thing. So I think the healthy coping skills, after the crying, you feel better. So I think adults could use it in moderation. Correct. Now, the reason children can cry... Good, very good. Let's talk this out. We could all talk it out together. The reason that people... The reason that children a lot of times, right, you ever see a child on the floor kicking and screaming and crying and blah, 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 blah? Why is he, why, what? The difference is they can't talk, so that's the way of communicating. Exactly, beautiful, 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 beautiful. That's the key. The reason a child does what a child does is because he doesn't know how to express himself. He doesn't know how to communicate. So his way of communicating is by throwing a tantrum. And I want to tell you something also. And again, we're not judging parents. I'm not judging anyone. A, a parent that a child is always tantruming usually means that the parent is not listening to the child. Because why does the child have to go on the floor and kick and scream? Why can't a lot of times that's because the parent is not tuned in to the child. But as you get older, what you want to learn how to do 
is you want to learn to say, I'm frustrated. You want to learn to talk. You want to learn to communicate. You want to learn how to say, I'm hurting. You want to learn how to say, this is bothering me. This is something that's hard for me. I'm in a bad mood. Those are things. And what happens is, is that when a person doesn't know how to do that, you know, Baruch Shem in our yeshiva, I'm very proud. I mean, we got to do it more. We have to do it more and more. You know, in different places, Shalim, that you know about, right? They have in the morning. Everyone has to sit around in a circle, and you sit around, and you talk, and you say, good morning. I'm upset at this person, and this person hurt me. And you know what? This is not right, and I'm upset at this one and that one. What we do is we hold it inside. It festers inside, and then, and then we take it. Like I always said, road rage is not road rage. It's not road rage. It's called rage. The guy's not upset at you. He's upset at his wife, and he's taking it out on you on the road. So why doesn't he just have right, a conversation with his wife? Why doesn't he talk to, right? It's usually people at work. They talk about their wife at home. And at home, who do they talk about? Their boss at work. Talk to your boss at work and talk to your wife at home. When we learn to talk to the people and communicate to the people who are supposed to, and that's really where Lush and Hara comes in. Why are you talking to your friend about your other friend? Why don't you talk to the friend who's bothering you about the friend who's bothering you and be open with him? And be open with him. So Yaakov, I know we didn't answer your question because Yaakov's saying, how does a person transition to become from a child to an adult? I would say the first step, I would say the first step, and I'd like to hear from you guys as well. The first step is to first identify things that are appropriate, things that are things that are childish things to do, and things that are more mature things to do. First, you want to sort of get clear. What, how do children act and how do adults, not, what's, what, not what you see, because we see adults acting a certain way. Not how we see adults. What in your world is considered something that's mature? How do you want yourself to conduct with your spouse? How do you want the energy in your home to be like? And you know what I always say, and I'll end off with this, and then I want to hear from you guys, and then we'll learn a halacha. I say, either way, you got to thank your parents. Why do you have to thank your parents? Either way, right? Anyone remember this? Yes. Exactly. And you thank them, right. Exactly. Shkoch, man, beautiful. I know, I say it all the time, but I'm going to say it to everybody here. Either way, you've got to say, thank you, Dad, thank you, Mom. Why? Because if your dad is a bum, you've got to thank him. Because all you've got to do in life is do everything he didn't do. And you're good to go. And then you'll be a great father. Just do everything he didn't do. Do the opposite of what he did. And if your mom is, is a bum... Right? Then do everything the opposite of what she did. Now, obviously, I'm using the word bum, but I'm saying everybody has milus and chazronus. Could be your father was 50% great and 50% terrible. So take the 50% great, copy that. The 50% great, bad that he did, do the opposite of that. Like we've said many times, you want to be successful. You have two people to ask. 
You could ask the guy who's very successful and copy him, or ask the guy who's very unsuccessful, and everything he tells you he did, do the exact opposite. You want to be someone who's a, and pick anything. Pick anything you want to take. Pick anything. You want to be a happy person? Go over to a happy person and say, what do you do that makes you happy? Tell me the things you do. Or you go over to a guy who's depressed and ask him what he does and say, okay, well, he tells me he sleeps all day. Okay, I better make sure I'm not in bed all day. This guy's on his phone all day. I'm, I'm giving him my phone. It's very, very simple. These are all principles of life. And the more we think about it and we get organized in it. So Yaakov, to answer your question, I love that question. And I want to say one thing, Yaakov, and then, and then I really want to hear from you guys. I want to say one thing. Yaakov, it's a, it's a, it's a, life, it's a life mission. It's a life mission. I sometimes, to this day, can act like a, like a baby sometimes or act like a child sometimes, and I do things that I'm, that I'm not proud of that I do with my wife or my children, and I apologize for it, and I make mistakes, and sometimes I'm immature, and sometimes I don't you know, act the way I want to act, and that's okay, but it's not something that you just you know, finish and you get done. It's, it's, a, it's a constant, it's a constant, you know, something like this is a mature thing to do, is to talk about life, talk about feelings, talk about challenges, talk about how you can improve. That's, a, that's something that's mature. People who don't do that, people don't talk about things, people who are afraid to be open and to say, I'm upset, people who are afraid to cry, and it's very normal. You know, you gotta be this, especially in our generation, I gotta be, I gotta be all manly, and I gotta be, you know, all macho. You know, like I was talking about Aroni, the chassin, you know, Friday night. You know, the world thinks that in order to be successful, you gotta be this, this uh, alpha male, you know, power man who put, who bullies, this and that. What, what are you talking about? You could be true to yourself, be honest with yourself. You could be sweet and nice and go very far in life. Okay, question, comments, please. Yes. Yes. Ah, oh, Shmuley. Um, I think two things. First of all, we're focusing about manliness and all that. I'm not sure how you can do that. I think nowadays a lot of it is about accepting people no matter who they are and coming down to their level as opposed to in your own levels. So okay, great. Because it, to an extent, is a very good thing, actually. Um, that what, that what, one more time, the man? Manliness to an extent is a very good thing. What, what, what do you mean? I thought you were saying the opposite. No, because sometimes you have to have your own opinion and stick because the generation is Right. Right. I was just saying, as far as how I'm saying it, I don't have to put people down. I can have my opinion in a quiet, sweet way, and do my thing. I, I don't. Have, when I say manliness, I don't mean assertiveness and sticking to what you believe. I just mean in the way I do it. That's all I was saying. Yeah, and the second thing was about, the, um, about maturing. Yeah. I think a, a large part of everything, deep part of maturing that I believe personally is knowing there's a time and place for everything, with your actions, what you say, how you say it, and um, how you act. Let me give an example of road rage before sometimes. Like, sometimes it's inappropriate to use your own, sometimes it isn't. Right. That was just, 
Meaning knowing when to do what it is. Right, right, very good. Beautiful. Amazing. Amazing. Thank you. Yes. Yes, Rabzev. That why? A person shouldn't go to your roommate or something like that. What don't you do and do the opposite? Yeah. But what the person asking to negatively? Yeah, no, it doesn't mean you're embarrassing. No, you're not embarrassing the person. Just, just, it's just a, it's a, it's a, it's a metaphor, Rebzev, to just say if you see someone who is an angry person, or you see someone who is doesn't have a good marriage, or you see someone who's a bitter person, or you see someone who's a very lazy person, take notes of what he does and don't do it, <laughs> and then and then that'll help you. That, that, that's all. Yes. Dan. Girls of the house. You talked about with some of these girls of the house where he sees, where he believes that his parents may have been unsuccessful in right. whatever ways of life. Right. They're grown up with, I believe that they grow up, I mean, I could say I grew up like that, and I'm speaking from personal experience. There's a certain, like, lack of, I don't know, lack of motivation that you kind of grow up with in a nice. affirmative action. Wow. So to speak. It's nice. not like, I'm not saying that it's something that would make someone just sit and do nothing the whole day. That would be many, many different factors. Wow. But if someone grows up in a house like that, it's a very, I guess I'm kind of just asking, like, what do you, what do you, it's a preconditioning. Right. There's nothing, left, there's nothing really right. to do. You only nice. go as far as what you right. were brought up with. And okay. Wow. Okay. Okay, great. Okay, so first of all, thank you. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for sharing. Welcome to the yeshiva. An amazing uh, being open about that question. Um, if I'm understanding the question, you're saying, well, what do I do if I grow up a certain way and I'm conditioned? I'm conditioned to be a certain way. If my father was always angry and my mother was always angry, so I'm probably going to drink the anger uh, stuff my whole life, and I'll probably be angry if my parents were lazy, unsuccessful, dot, dot, dot. You're saying it's sort of like a culture that's in the bloodstream. Yeah? Is that what you're asking? So how would you change that? It's a great question. Um, so, yeah, Schleim? No, no, I want to hear from you. Well, no, I want to hear Easier said than done. Yeah. Yeah. This welcome to the. This is. So I, I think I, I just want to. So first of all, I, I respect your your uh, your question and your um, yeah the bra- bra- being brave and courageous to be open. Um, I think we're all I think we're all with you, which means that I think all of us have preconditions. I think all of us 
um, have a certain sort of nature that we've been brought up with for good and for bad. You can't, no one can say their whole childhood everything was bad. Nobody can say everything was good. It's not possible. That's not life. There are good things and there are bad things. Some people grew up with, with, with terrible, terrible circumstances where their father and mother are abusive or one of them's abusive or both of them in terrible, 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 terrible circumstances. Some people grow up with, with, with parents who are actually more, you know, functional and more, yeah, everybody has different, a different deck of cards, so to speak, that was dealt and given to him. Now the question, I think what Shleim is saying, is I think that at a certain stage in your life, you have to look, you have to look in the mirror and you have to say, yes, I'm preconditioned to be lazy. I'm preconditioned to be angry. I'm preconditioned to, to be insensitive. I'm preconditioned, dot, 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 whatever answer you want to say, right? Abusive, right? These are statistics, right? And this is scary. And I've heard this from people who were abused. I've heard this from people who were abused, is that the statistics are most people who are abused will abuse. That's a statistic. I haven't read that statistic you know, in a while, but I, I remember hearing that. So what am I supposed to do with that? If I know that, that, and I've had this conversation with people when it comes to money. I've spoken to people when it comes to money, where they're terrible with money. And I'm like, how is your father with money? They're like, terrible. Terrible with money. How is your family situation with money? Terrible. And I'm like, well, you have no clue how to handle money. That's step number one. Step number one is I have no clue how to handle money. Step number one is I have no clue how to not be lazy. Step number one is I have no clue how to be successful. But once I identify that it could be I grew up in a situation where I don't know what to do, now the question is, now the question is, what do I do? What do I do now? Is that a decision that I'm making today? Is that a decision I'm making now? Or am I going to keep on blaming and blaming? You know, I don't know if you heard me say this. They say Avram Avinu's mother's name is Amasla. Do you know what Amasla in Hebrew means? An excuse. Avram Avinu had every excuse in the book to be not Avram Avinu. And every person here has every excuse in the book to say, ah, oh, the reason I'm like this is because I got this story and this one has this story. Everybody's got a story. And what happens? Stories love stories. Oh, you too, Daniel? Oh, me too. Oh, your father was, oh, me too, me too, me too. Misery, excuses, love, misery, and excuses. But what separates people are the people who are able to say, you know what? Like Schleim was saying, I'm going to break the chain. Is it hard to break the chain? Yeah, it's hard to break the chain. But I want to tell you something also. Having a successful father and a successful mother come with challenges also. Look at Yitzchak Avinu. Yitzchak Avinu went the exact opposite way of Avraham and Sarah. They were the Kiruv Chesed, and Yitzchak went the other way. Whatever it is, whatever it comes down to, you've got to sort of own your own life. And you've got to make a decision that I want to own my own life. Is that going to happen in one second? No, but I can tell you one thing, you're in the right place. I can guarantee you, Daniel, you keep on coming to this year. Guarantee, I guarantee it to anybody. 
You come to this year, not even every day. You come three times a week for a month, I guarantee you'll begin to change your life. It's impossible not to. Impossible not to. But I appreciate your honesty and your openness. Yes. Who was, uh, yeah, Shkoch. Shkoch Daniel. Appreciate it. Yes, someone had, I know Yaakov. Yeah, go Yaakov. Right. I think that what Yaakov's saying is awareness, awareness. The first step is I'm aware. I'm aware of my problems. I'm aware of where I'm weak. I'm aware of where I'm strong. I think I forgot who said it. Maybe it would be Sol Salanter or the altar from Navardik or from Kelm. I forgot. I'll have to look it up. He says, a person can live 70 years in this world, 80 years in this world, and not even know himself. And that was said over 100 years ago. Could you imagine us? Could you imagine our generation with all the major distractions that you don't know yourself? And you can't, I want to say this, it's very, very, very important for everybody here. You can't know yourself alone. You need other people to help you know yourself. Don't assume that you know yourself and you keep it to yourself. You have to share it with somebody. You need either a friend, a good friend. I don't mean someone who you hang out with. Not someone who agrees with you. If it's someone who agrees with you, that doesn't count. Because that's just your own uh, uh, wanting someone to agree with you and feeling good about that. No, it's someone who could be honest with you and say, you know what, you're missing in this area and you're strong in this area, etc., etc., etc. That's really what marriage is, the strength of marriage. A healthy marriage is not everybody agreeing with everybody all the time. A healthy marriage is I'm able to point things out to my spouse and my spouse can point things out to me in a loving Good way, and you learn about yourself. Yes, Raphael. I think about what Daniel was saying, the fear of um, becoming someone who you're not or changing yourself. So from my own experience, it's the thought that is scary much more than actually the process because you're not going to end up doing things that you don't want to be doing. So the process of becoming a better person or, or working on something is not that oh, I'm going to be someone who I'm not or I'm going to be some scary person that I don't want to be. Right? You just take step after step, and then you're not going to become someone who, you're, who you don't want to be. Beautiful. It's just a thought that's scary and not actually the, the process. Wow. Beautiful. Amazing. Wow. wow. Pretty beautiful. I like that. Amazing. Yes, Gabi. For the awareness, you need accountability. You've got to stop playing the blame game. It's very nice that you blame your parents for the issue. You blame if someone wants to lose weight, they blame my genetics. No, you eat the pizza, you're going to get fat. If you, right. eat, if you eat unhealthy, you're going to gain weight. Right. If, if you're constantly blaming other people, then it's very easy to, it's their issue, it's their issue. But it's my life. Accountability. My parents aren't going to live my life. I have to live my life. Nice. Beautiful. Love it. Wow. I love it. I love it. Beautiful. Beautiful. And, and 
It's hard, and you have to have patience. That doesn't happen overnight. Doesn't happen overnight. I think all of us struggle with your question. I think everybody struggles with the question of how can I become me? How can I live me? And we get haunted. You could be haunted your whole life by, you know, you guys think, oh, I'm 18 years old, I'm 20 years old, I'm however old you are, and you're thinking about your mom and your dad. You could be thinking about your mother and your father when you're in your 50s and 60s and 70s, saying the reason I am who I am is because my father and my mother, and that's normal. Normal. I don't like that word. That's, that's, that's a typical thing that people do. But the question is, like, like everyone is sort of saying, the more you, you stop and you say, okay, accountability, no fear of where I'm going to be, you know, being aware, awareness, all of these tools. Shleim, what Shleim's saying is that I can't change anybody. I'm not going to change my childhood. I've got to learn to change myself. All of these principles can help a person, can really, really help a person little by little, one step at a time. Okay. Yes, Ramesh. Uh, I think you know sometimes a lot of times they are afraid to, to change. Yeah. Think of other people that change some amputation. Take a part of me and take it out. Right. But change is not an amputation. It's nice. It's over you. Nice. It's not like I have an infection, I don't take the infection. Nice. I, I don't want to use the infection. If it's something negative, I don't like for me, or something that's trying to be me, that I take away, that I stay my own me. So I right. have a reputation. Beautiful. So what is normal, what I'm fixing. Beautiful. It's true. It's very true. Well said. I mean, you're not you're not cutting a part off of you. You're 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 getting more in touch with who you truly are. Beautiful, beautiful, correct. Yes. Yes. It sounds so simple. What I said earlier, it's years of trauma. Like to be 18 years, 20 years of trauma. It you can't change that in one night. I'm not saying play this <coughs> But I'm saying that it's not a one-day fix. I made it, maybe I made it sound like very. Simple. No, you were great. Okay. No, 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 you were great. Shlame, and, I, and I want to say on what you just said right now because I love this line: twenty years of trauma, or twenty years of negativity, give me twenty years now of positivity and love, and then we'll be at a starting point. So when a person wants to change and they wake up at eighteen years old or nineteen years old, twenty years old, like I'm going to be different. I'm going to change the course of my parents. Or I'm going to change the course of this. Uh, what, from one Masilsi Sharmshir? From one, you know, from one hour, from one year? It takes years and years and years to change. It takes years and years and years. But, but you're on a journey. You're on a road. You're on the road to that. Okay, beautiful. Okay, let's, let's learn... Um, Let's learn a halacha, we'll do just one halacha, and then I really want to start quickly um, a summary of the beginning of Mesil Sharm, and then we'll stop there. Um, the halacha is, um, am I allowed to discuss, sorry, one second. Um, oh, here we go. To say that a person is lacking in a good trait, and the reason we love learning Hilchus Lashon Hara, or I love learning Hilchus Lashon Hara, because I don't want to talk about other people. I'm not interested in talking about other people. I want to talk about myself. I want to talk about myself. I want to talk about you. Let's talk about you. Let's talk about me. I don't want to talk about somebody who's not here. I don't want to talk negativity about anybody else. I don't want to judge anyone. I want to be here with me and you 
whoever I'm having that conversation with. And the more a person learns the halachas of what you're allowed to say, what you're not allowed to say, the more you become focused on yourself and your life and you, you invest in your life. And especially in our society where people are totally, totally absorbed in the life of other people, social media and the news. It's all about other people and what other people are doing and other people are doing. We don't even have time, as I've said many times. I don't want to come home from a long day and sit at my supper table and have a conversation about somebody else. You know how miserable that is? You come home after a long day and I'm going to sit there and talk to my wife and my wife talk to me and talk to my kids about somebody else? Like, ugh, ugh, why would I want to do that? After a long day, I want to talk about me. I want to talk about you. Let's talk about us. You know, that's strength. That's power. So says the Chavetz Chaim, to say that a person is lacking in a good trait or characteristic is Lashonar. For example, to say that somebody is not smart, to say that someone is not strong, to say that someone does not have money, to say any similar type of deficiency. Right? For example, he says, if you say that someone is not smart and it's not true, or you're exaggerating, not only is it Lashon Hara, it's Motsi Shemra. Because when you say something that's true, people totally forget this. Lashon Hara is when it is true. Motsi Shemra, or you exaggerate, is worse because you're saying something that's not even true. And he says, as we know, um, in addition to any speech that can cause a person harm or suffering, even if you are not saying something bad about him. He says it's clear that reporting on a person's lack of intelligence can harm him about getting married, uh, getting a job, um, people being friendly with him, whatever it is, people being judging him. Okay, Hashem will help us all. Yes, Avi, I'll go. Right. And then I had a friend that he didn't know the guy. So he came over and he asked him, like, who's good and who's bad? Right. Lashonara. Pure Lashonara. 100% Lashonara. Wow, that's a chiddish. <laughs> no, I'm saying, like, I thought for the game, it might be normal. How would you feel if someone. How bad. Would you, bad. That's Lashonara. 100%. Sure. You say it in a positive way. He's very good. You could say he's very good, but you can't say oh, exactly. to the extent. Who should I pick from, the, from these guys? He's very good. But I don't know, that's fine. a good question. How would you feel if you were standing next to someone and he says, oh, who should I pick? I don't know. Yeah. Oh, but oh, but we got to win in basketball. So, that's, so the Chavetz Chaim says, if you want to win the game, then no. No, there's no Hetter. It's pure Lashonara. Pure Lashonara. Pure Lashonara. You could say, I think... You'll play well with him. I think he's got, he's, he could get good rebounds. You need that. You know, he's, he's good at scoring. This guy's good at defense. But to say, ah, he's not good, he's great. Pure, pure, pure Lashonara. Pure Lashonara. Pure, pure, pure Lashonara. How would you feel? I don't know. I, think, I mean, I've, right? I don't know. How does it feel not to be picked? I've had people tell me they've had trauma from childhood. They were never picked part of the game. Okay. Yeah, that's uh, yeah, Moshe. No, I was gonna say, are you allowed to say that I'm not as, as good? You, you could say about yourself. You could say about yourself. Yes. Yeah, it's a shot. If you could say, you could say on yourself. What do you mean that I'm not, I'm not so good? You could say, you could say that. If you were asking practically, if you could say I'm not, yeah, but it's not, yeah, I'm not as good as him. You could say that. 
That's a Shiloh, whether you can say Lashon Hara about yourself, it's Machlokas, but I'm saying that's fine. Let's, let that be our problem, that that's what we're saying. That about when you're picking people and you're doing a game, you're going to say, that guy's great, he's okay. That guy's a hog. That guy's, you know, is a, pure Lashon Hara. Pure, pure, pure Lashon Hara. <laughs> he's old? It depends how they, how they mean it. It's probably Lashon Hara. I mean... <laughs> well, but I'm not old. <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. Public, public, Busha. It's okay. I love you. I'm fine. I'm joking. I'm fine. We're all good. Yes, Rubzev. When a person playing a and he tells him, oh, this guy just mess up the own game. You can't say it to your wife. You can't say it to the closest person to you. It's lush, pure, pure Lashnara. If you put somebody down. We, we don't realize how we don't realize how how we're so used to just saying whatever comes to our mouth. Whatever comes to our mind, whatever you could say it. Latoellas, because I want to win the game. <laughs> Absolutely not. You have to be very, very careful. Yes, Yaakov. Somebody while they're playing a game, a lot of us like talk trash, even though it's like okay. That's the difference. So remind me to talk about that. Remind me to talk about that next next uh, <laughs> Sharon, because I know that this that that trash talk is part of the game. It's become part part of the game, getting inside someone's head. But uh, but we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that. Okay. All right. It's very no gay to the government. To our, to the Israeli government, very nogea to talk bad about a government official who's Jewish, and then people say, "Yeah, but you have to." Okay, I don't, I'm just saying, it's not, it's not a something. It's a good, it's a great sensitivity. Okay, he's he's Jewish. He is. He's a yid. George, I didn't know he's a Jew. Okay. Okay, we'll discuss that next next time. Great question, Rafi. Great question. Great, great questions. Bottom line is, bottom line is, we don't want to talk bad about anybody. We don't want to talk about bad about anybody. Even if it's not a Jew. Right? Rabrafi asked that question, right? Was that a few years ago? Last year? Two years ago? Even, even if it's not a Jew, you want to train yourself not to see negativity, not to, not to talk bad about them. Okay, we have one minute just because I said that I want to do it. The Machaber says Ramchal as we'll start the first, the first theme of the Mesil Zisharim is it's not about talking and learning things that are new. It's about reminding ourselves about what we already know to be true. My, my, my example that I think I give every time, or the example that comes to my head every time I learn this, is who are the people we love the most? Those are the people we usually take advantage of the most. Right? When you have a guest, right? that's why I love the shot when Avram Avinu, the Pusik says that he made Sarah's tent before he made his own tent. And it always bothered me. The Torah needs to tell me that Avram Avinu pitched his wife's tent before his own tent. Like, shkoyach, like Avram Avinu, I didn't think he's a good husband, but it always hit me because Avram was known as the pillar of chesed. 
So sometimes we think that chesed, the easiest way to be loving is to loving to everybody else, everybody else. But the people closest to you, you don't say, I love you as much as you're going to. You don't treat the people closest to you like you treat a guest. We don't do that. Natural is, oh, a guest comes. Can I take care of you this? But someone who's close to you, eh, right? So too in life. In life, how does it work in life? The way it works in life is that a lot of times we forget the most important things that are so obvious to us. Those are the things we overlook. The, all the simple things in life we overlook. People think gratitude is, oh, gratitude is when I'm sitting in my hotel vacation looking at the beach. That's not gratitude. Gratitude is, thank you, Hashem, for this moment, for the fact that I'm just existing now. Thank you for, I always say this, you want to have a great relationship with your wife, it's not from thanking her, you know, and taking her and whining and dining her. It's, it's every time she does something, you thank her. It's appreciating the little things that the people do for you. That's pure gratitude. And then Masil Sharm teaches us that that's what life is about. Life is we miss what's right under our nose. That's what we miss. Hashem should help each and every one of us. Amazing way to start off your week. We should all be zocha, not to worry about our future. Don't worry about your future. The best thing you can do for your future is have an amazing now. It's the best thing you can do for your future. And if you want to fix your past, the way to fix your past is have a great now. Have a wonderful first day.